0: Chris and Chris Talk Movies. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chris Ferry and of course this is my co-host.
1: My name is Chris Huddleston.
0: And we are both delighted to welcome you to our 150th episode. Wow. Crazy. It's been been a lot of fun, man. I've really enjoyed this with you. Absolutely, me too. Um, So we wanted to do something special. We decided not to do a drunk cast and we're in different parts of the country but we are gonna we are gonna watch a film we both love together and talk about it as we go and uh we will tell you where to cue it up if you want to listen along with us otherwise you're just going to get the strange disembodied play-by-play of us talking (laughs) about the film but tonight we are going to be doing the final cut of Blade Runner, Ridley Scott's seminal classic science fiction classic that went through three iterations. Uh, there was the studio release, which they workshopped in front of audiences and made some significant changes to. Then there was the director's cut, which was not actually cut by Ridley Scott. It was cut by somebody who was really trying to get at Ridley Scott's original intentions, but it was. I thought you were going to say somebody who was really drunk i don't know why by somebody on a unicycle it was crazy (laughs) but what we're watching tonight is what they're calling blade runner the final cut and this actually was a director's cut put together by ridley scott himself so we can sort of consider this one the authoritative uh director's vision i think escape from the off-world colonies two weeks ago. Six replicants. I need you, Dex. I need the old Blade Runner. Replicants are like any other machine. They're either a benefit or a hazard. If they're a benefit, it's not my problem. I'm Rachel. Deckard. They were designed to copy human beings in every way. How can it not know what it is? Commerce is our goal here at Tyrell. More human than human is our motto. If only you could see what I've seen. What seems to be the problem? I want more life. she won't live. But then again, who does? More human than human is our motto. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. and i mean do you want to do a synopsis or anything how do you this is a little different how do you want to
1: oh do um yeah we can do a synopsis let me uh so blade runner is a 1982 film and it was directed by ridley scott as you said and it stars harrison ford rutger Hauer, sean young edward james almost daryl hannah some other people in it and it was based it was written uh partially by uh, uh, philip k dick is is credited as as a writer um i don't know what his um short story was what do androids dream of electric sheep i yes, think I believe so yes yeah um so a blade runner must pursue and terminate four replicants who stole a ship in space and have returned to earth to find their
0: creator so that's the synopsis on imdb the, the uh time setting of this film is is uh los angeles 2019 but of course a a pre-1982 vision of what they thought it might be like in 2019 without further ado why don't we cue this up sure and there is a scroll we have a scroll in the beginning that either you or i probably can read to our listeners okay anything written on the screen. All right. I'm ready to go. Are you ready to hit? I'm ready. Okay. Let's do it on a count of three. Okay. Three, two, one, play three, two, one, play. The Lad Company. You know, I don't think I've ever seen this title credit on any other films.
1: I don't think I have either, because I always, for some reason, I always thought it was like part of the movie.
0: It's a sort of a green screen, horizontal line printed version of a tree. Like a dot matrix or something. And so right off the bat, this film feels unique to me. The black screen, the titles, the music of Vangelis with these huge sort of percussive thuds. It's not quite a drum. It almost sounds like a bomb exploding in the distance. We're just getting title credits on a black screen with the Vangelis music, which is, I think... Really, one of the most striking parts of this film is the soundtrack,
1: oh yeah, so famously, this movie did not do well when it was released. you know how much money it made worldwide
0: um tell me forty one million dollars holy macaroni that's gotta have changed by now, yeah, but that was its its initial uh wow release. people didn't people must not have gotten it. No, they didn't. Because it's so striking, even for, you know, it's not like we watch this movie when we finally get graphics uh, and we say, oh, yeah, that's there's 1982 for you. This really looks unique. I mean, it's been often copied and referenced. Oh, here's the scroll. Do you want to read that? Sure. Early in the 21st century, the Tyrell Corporation advanced robot evolution into the Nexus Phase of being virtually identical to a human known as a replicant. The Nexus 6 replicants were superior in strength and agility and at least equal in intelligence to the genetic engineers who created them. Replicants were used off-world as slave labor in the hazardous exploration and colonization of other planets. After a bloody mutiny by a Nexus 6 combat team in an off-world colony, Replicants were declared illegal on Earth under penalty of death. Special police squads, Blade Runner units, had orders to shoot to kill, upon detection, any replicant they found. This was not called execution. It was called retirement. Los Angeles, November 2019.
1: So check this out. Do you know what movie premiered the same day as Blade Runner?
0: No, I do not.
1: The thing, wow, and it bombed too. but they were both out at the same time as e t
0: so well, e t was just a huge black hole of yeah. because so you I had it... a gorgeous shot of l a and a flying car comes whizzing by by a gorgeous shot. I mean, it's a nighttime cityscape of lights from a distance with these geysers of flame shooting up out of these big what we assume are smokestacks.
1: And it looks incredible still now,
0: right? Oh, I think it looks amazing. More flying cars. Oh, and that beautiful shot of the reflection of the of the city lights in a woman's eye. The giant buildings among the lower buildings. Yeah, that is incredible, that shot of the eye. I live, the other thing I love about this is the uh, noir. It's taken on the costuming and lighting of a classic noir film. It's it shamelessly references that. It's clearly a science fiction film, mm-hmm. but it really it's a it really draws on that, and I love it. So without any explanation, we find ourselves in this examination room, and what? Who looks like a patient or a prisoner comes in to do this interview with? He's got like a mechanical eye scanner. Looks a little scary, actually.
1: And this actor was—he just died a couple of years ago. Oh, that's too bad. Um, and what was his name? Because he was great.
0: Yeah. I always thought they might have auditioned this guy for the role of Deckard.
1: Uh Brian James was B-R-I-O-N James is is the is the replicant here, Leon. Yeah,
0: yeah you folks would recognize his face if you saw him.
1: Oh, he died a lot longer ago than I thought he did. He died in
0: 1999. He was only 54. Oh, that's a that's a shame. Does it say how he died?
2: Uh, I'll
1: look it up here. He had a heart attack at his home in Malibu. Well, he had five movies that came out after he died.
0: you make up these questions, Mr. Holden? It's a great performance. <laughs> Those eyes. Literally a twitchy eye. See, don't you think he's kind of Harrison Fording?
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: The upper lip. There's almost a sneer to the smile, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Now I was wondered how would how would he have a gun like where did he he didn't have the gun on him surely?
1: yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I never really thought too much about it.
0: The chance to begin again I, lo- I love it
1: and if you haven't seen Blade Runner. I mean, watch it because it's a great movie. But... Oh,
0: we'll spoil our review. too. yeah,
1: thumbs. we we like it.
0: Yeah, up, 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 up. This is one but, of my favorite movies of all time.
1: But it's been so influential. Oh, you, on movies and, that have come, you'll after. see it.
0: Like if you have not seen Blade Runner, but you've seen a lot of different sci-fi, you will. You'll see how everything stems from this.
1: And I feel like all the 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 like Netflix and, and, uh, Prime, you know, series and movies that they make are all just directly aping Blade Runner,
0: you know, Of them are for sure. Yeah.
1: And I love this era of Harrison Ford, because I, I really feel like once, once Harrison Ford got into the nineties, basically he kind of stopped taking chances, you know, Mm. but he did this and he did, um, Mosquito Coast and and even you know it it became a beloved film but I think even uh, Witness was probably a hard sell to a studio yeah you know we're gonna do a movie about Amish people you know and I'm sure the studios were like what yeah. you know uh, but he got into the 90s and it it was very that's safe a
0: great movie by the way Witness really oh yeah really-
1: we I don't know if you remember or not but we saw that in the movie theater with your dad
0: oh yeah I didn't yeah yeah that's right.
1: And I can remember it being, maybe being a little bit too young for it, Uh, because there's that scene when uh, the bad guys cut that guy's throat in the bathroom in the beginning. I don't know if you remember that or not, but I remember, like, really being freaked out by that.
0: Well, and there's a scene where he catches her bathing, and she's yeah. bathing in the tub nude, and it's, it's, it's demure enough, but... Mm-hmm. I remember the the sexual intensity of that scene. I mean, she's gorgeous and there's this
1: yeah. dude. So we were probably like 10 or something or
0: but 11. Or just the 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 air there. between them was so charged. Made mm-hmm. a made a real impression on me.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. These spinner cars are so are such a cool car design. That's what they're called, right? The spinner? Mhm. That just all looks so real.
0: And it's so specific, right? It's not just generic whatever. It's really detailed choices all the way down to the tiniest level. The interior of the car, the different antennas on the tops of the different skyscrapers they're flying over. Van is doing a sort of an ethereal,
2: bling bling,
0: you know, flying, mm-hmm. flying score here.
1: And all these buildings are just models, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I yeah I assume because it wasn't CGI then. No.
1: But they do so much with lighting and.
0: Oh, the lighting is great. It's so, again, it's so noir. Even look at this old office, but he's got an old timey lampshade that has images on the panes of the shade.
1: And noir and and sci-fi are such a great; they go so well together.
0: Yeah, I feel. I always dug that coat, that kind of high-collared, ribbed collar coat he has on. Yeah, (laughs) I thought that's kind of a dope. Oh yeah, take on the. you never see
1: anybody do Blade Runner cosplay. Mm-mm.
0: You know, people
1: dress up as Han Solo and Indiana Jones, and but you never see anybody do Blade never Runner.
0: I've Decker, but I've seen Pris. Yeah. The way they talk to each other. I don't work here anymore. Edward James almost with the origami yeah is he play, i mean it's not he's not playing a japanese character but i think he's probably playing somebody that's a japanophile mm-hmm. speaks japanese he does the origami right he's got a kind of a japanese look going on chicken <laughs> No choice, (laughs) pal. So, uh, he was just brought into the police station where his old police chief says, I'm pulling you out of retirement. You're the best Blade Runner I got. Got these renegade replicants on planet causing trouble. I need you to retire them. And now we're doing a. A little briefing about these four he's hunting for.
1: We find out he is a Nexus 6 replicant.
0: 2016. Yeah. Well, I don't get it. What well, are they was coming back to Earth for? Us and... That thing he does. He squints, cocks his neck. At hmm. Rutger Hauer really is a striking looking face, isn't he?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. They call him skin jobs. That's the slang term for the right replicants.
0: And one thing that some of my friends who are enthusiasts of this movie don't quite understand is like, are they people or are they robots? And I said, well, that's kind of the central question of this film because they are 100% genetically engineered. So they are, there's not metal or circuits involved at all, but they were designed and built slash grown and they are uh, superior to us. And yet they give them a limited lifespan. Because if these guys realize <laughs> how inferior we are and that we treat them like slaves, they'll uprise, which is what's beginning to happen in this movie.
1: Now, do we know from the films you know because there's a sequel to this 2049 also
0: which we've done exactly. which we've done
1: and As it's well. amazing okay. um do we know if like do just civilians know any difference between do they know the replicants are replicants when they're just walking around or, or can can people is there any way that people could tell
0: that's a good question because it says they're designed to Mm. mimic people in every way except their emotions and i don't know i mean it, it seems like in 2049 that people recognize him as you know as a blade runner as a replicant but in this one we don't see anyone but the four renegade and people don't seem to clock that they're any different right mm-hmm. the few other people they encounter yeah and e- excluding the people who know that they are replicants like he goes out out. soon to mess with the guy and get the eyes and he knows who he's dealing with
1: hmm So we have Sean Young here.
0: Boy, I just had a big crush on Sean Young. Oh, yeah. So beautiful.
1: Yeah, she's striking in this.
0: And this really extreme shoulder pads and the updo.
1: I'm not sure exactly what happened to her. She had some kind of problems. Yeah. And it kind of her career kind of derailed, but.
0: think i i feel like she had mental health issues or maybe i think
1: yeah Yeah. i think i think so but she's obviously she's great in this
0: and she's a good actor too
1: Mm -hmm. this is such a where the tyrell corporation is just such a weird
0: place you know
1: it's almost like a pyramid or something right you know
0: Oh. Yep. and then for some reason the sun always seems like it's about to set. It's mm-hmm. all right at the you know coming in from the side. So they've the been has those crazy glasses. With all of the weird watery lighting. Why would you live in the dark? Right. Yeah. No, but the lighting choices in this are so stark and it's really visually stunning. The color palette. He's got these great big octagonal glasses. Try her. So now Decker is gonna test this attractive employee of Mr. Tyrell himself and uh, under the auspices of he wants to see a negative before he judges whether the positive is any good and the presumption is that he's just trying it on another person. But of course, there's a twist. I like his shirt, too. It's sort of circuits and checkered. Mm -hmm. It'll kill you, though, kid. So this eye monitor has a little picture of the human eye. (laughs) or breathing that smoke out and the light shining through it from behind her
1: there's such odd questions that they ask
0: I know they're designed to be unsettling questions
1: we find out that she's a replicant
2: yeah
0: it's a really interesting look he levels at her there She is a replicant and she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Memories. You're talking about me? Yes, I am. So they grow these workers and then now they give them implanted memories. So, next stop is the perpetrator's hotel room that he mentions in the interview. And the structures were just following a detective running down clues.
1: Edward James almost is going to make some more origami to
0: leave behind. Yep. Sponsored by the paper industry. <laughs> well, there's some sort of detritus in the bathtub. Oh, something. A scale? I really love Edward James almost.
1: Yeah. Now do you know these these street scenes? Were these just sets or did they? did they film on real set real streets and you know put up fake
0: no, i do not know the answer to that so now he's kind of going through the guy's drawers some photographs I will say this this movie has made me hungry for, like, lo mein or noodles or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we see Rutger Hauer here in the telephone booth, which feels a little anachronistic.
1: Yeah, there are some things that they didn't quite predict correctly with the future, but that's okay.
0: Not even like a video telephone.
1: Yeah. The look that they gave Rutger Hauer was so yeah. striking with that white hair, you know?
0: Yeah. Police men.
1: this scene always freaked me out
0: bicyclists now when they go into the uh eye place the eye place yeah eye world look at that design though that's and then that, that yeah was always pretty gross the eyeballs this guy is one of the hardest working actors in Hollywood for the yeah. past several decades.
1: He was in, uh, you know, this is 1982 and he was in everything, uh, uh
0: everything, everywhere, everything all,
1: everywhere all all everything, all
0: at once, you know, whatever, oh, 40 he, years later, horrific. Or he's got a distinguished career and he's capable of, he'll, he'll play broad comic stuff, you know, but he can also, he's quite a good actor. Like mm-hmm. he also can play straight dramatic roles. Illegal. <laughs> Ah, oh, it's going to get cold.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, they also didn't, it just occurred to me, they didn't account for the internet. Right. You know, where they could have just... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, let me grab one of today's papers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, they have to go around and question people when
0: instead they could just look all this up online. Right. Although it doesn't feel bizarre. No. It's so noir a thing set in the future that it doesn't feel weird that they, they are all going here and there. then he's setting the eyeballs on the guy's shoulders Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's such a delicious milky performance like he takes it so much time with these lines it's great
1: Now, what he's driving there, that's not a spinner, is it? That's something, that's just a car. No,
0: it's just a little whizmobile. Maybe they go back and forth. Maybe they convert. Voice print identification, please. At least this didn't have robot voices that were like, I am the computer. Yeah.
1: And his apartment, I always thought it was, it's really cool. It is really cool. But it's like, why would it, was it designed like this with this intricate <laughs> shapes and in the walls? But it looks cool. Again, it's almost like it's Egyptian or something.
0: Yeah. It's all deco. There's a lot of deco. Mm -hmm. The door, it's gorgeous.
1: But you also have that sort of even though it's nothing like Star Wars you have that kind of Star Wars design where everything everything looks old nothing is doesn't seem like anything he has is new right he's telling her her memories It's almost cruel. Do you remember when you first saw this?
2: Yeah,
0: that's oh, a great scene. Mm-hmm. So he offers her a drink. You know, he 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 treats her with a little humanity, mm-hmm. and that's. That's a real beginning to what becomes their relationship. Right. Rough with her, with the truth. He treats her like a less than. And then he sees that it has hurt her. I think it's a kind of a half-assed attempt at sort of backing off, but he does soften. And when he offers her a drink, I think he's feeling sincere regret. Mm Mm-hmm. She crumples up. Was it this picture that she throws down or. And sort of storms out without another word crying.
1: And of course you have to wonder how you would, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see this in our life, in our lifetimes, but something like this is eventually probably going to be a reality. and when you know it's not human how do you how do you treat
0: that well that's i mean the central question of this is Mm -hmm. they're so they're not human because they were made instead of born like what it literally what is it to be human and at what point like if you're a manufactured human but you don't know that you are, and other people don't know that you are. Then does it matter? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Right. Ah, now we meet Pris. Daryl Hannah. Such a striking uh, costume design in this too, with the the really really heavy black eyes and that kind of '80s shag or mop haircut.
1: You just about almost cannot tell, like that background there maybe is a matte painting, but it looks so good. that
0: It looks great.
1: And like the Star Wars movies, you can really tell when it's a matte painting. Yeah. Which is basically a lost art now.
0: So it's always raining. Mm-hmm. That was an accident, apparently. her going through that window, they kept that tape. tape. Mm-hmm.
1: Anytime I watched this when I was a kid, I always wanted him to say, uh, I'm Larry. This is my brother, Daryl. This is my other brother, Daryl.
0: She's beautiful. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, her character, she was a prostitute, right?
0: Uh, Standard pleasure model. Yeah. I don't think she got paid for it. I think they They just owned her. Yeah. The mining company or whatever they were doing out in space.
2: Mm
0: Love it. So I want to uh I want to get another beer and I want okay. to a snack. Should we pause or should I just scurry up and do that? I don't know. what do you think? I could go either way.
1: we We can pause and I'll go get a drink too.
0: So let's we're gonna pause our films on three, two, one pause. three, two, one, pause. And I am going to pause recording. Okay. And we're back. And why don't we unpause? Three, two, one, unpause. Three, two, one, unpause. Nice. Now, Sebastian is JF Sebastian is taking Chris up to his place. And it's in this horrible old run-down building. Right. It looks like he's a squatter.
2: hmm
1: And these are these toys that he's made, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, I
2: guess he answered my question.
1: I guess one thing that the new movie didn't quite capture is just the grimy nature of everything. Yeah. In this movie.
0: It spent more time outside also. True. Yeah. This movie is mostly interiors. We'll kind of run across crowded outdoor spaces that are drenched with rain. Harrison Ford dozing at the piano, having a vision of a unicorn. I wouldn't say you had enough. Hmm. I always love this machine.
1: Mm-hmm. How it enhances the photograph to zoom in. It
0: looks like a big CRT screen. With a bunch of boxes jacked to it. But it can zoom in on an analog picture as though it were digital. Right. Which I think is interesting.
1: I never noticed that light in the back of his couch. It's like a light like built into the cushion. Oh, yeah.
0: That's very Star Wars. Yeah. You know, I guess if you just want to read or something on the couch. The analog of this scene in 2049 is when he's looking at the, like, microfiche serial numbers. Mm Mm-hmm. It's voice activated, but it's so click, 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 you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So it can move around in the picture three-dimensionally? Yeah, maybe. Or is that a reflection in a mirror?
1: That's a reflection in the mirror. So years before I ever saw the movie, I had the Marvel Comics adaptation of this. Yeah. And I had to have been like eight years old. And you know how when you're a kid, you just read things over and over and over again? Yep. I I read that comic over and over and over again. And then I don't think I saw the movie till maybe like high school. Mm. But I knew the entire story before I watched it.
0: He's got an analog thing with knobs on it.
1: So it's interesting that they also have artificial animals that they make.
0: And this is the Mr. Badger scene. Tell me what you want. Off-world papers. A goat. <laughs> Mr. Badger can get it for you. Or Dr. Badger. What? Which was it, Dr. Badger? I don't remember. guy with the Fez.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hmm.
0: It is it's just a hard boiled noir, yeah, right down to the fez, please indeed. <laughs> All the time,
2: pal.
1: I love the drink that they give him, the cup. that once corrupted man.
0: Not, he really does have a paper.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we still have newspapers, so. Well. It works for 2019, you know.
0: That's true. Then we got this. This beat. Mm-hmm. Like you can't handle <laughs> in the naked woman.
1: they had this scene in the Marvel Comics thing. And of course, you know, you didn't see her nude, but I knew that she was nude. And so this was like one of these formative things for me as yeah, as a little boy. I'll have to see if I still have that comic. I think I do, somewhere.
0: Hey, if you're serious, will you send me? I'll I'll buy them from you. But I would love those monster manuals if you if your mom still has them.
1: Oh sure, yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, they're in my old bedroom somewhere. Yeah, I I would I'd love for her to have them. I was because they're the old, with those old, real basic drawings on them.
0: there's <laughs> mm-hmm. Ford and snakes.
1: Yeah. But the funny thing is in, in real life, he has no problem with snakes. There's behind the scenes shots of Raiders with him, like picking up snakes and moving them around. Not exactly sure what the point of her clear plastic jacket thing is. I guess just to keep the rain off.
0: Maybe just high fashion.
1: I guess, yeah.
0: It's striking, though. But yeah. It's interesting she didn't kill him. Mm Mm-hmm. they ever give a reason why she doesn't just kill him there? I don't think so. Cross now. It was still Hari Krishna's.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, just shooting in an open crowd like that, man. Come on.
1: What are what are the what's the gun called? Do you remember? I don't. That's a really great design of the gun. The way they shot her going through the glass is really great.
0: So crazy. And that plastic dress. Now it's snowing. (laughs) Now it's raining again. See, snowing in this angle. Yeah. Reverse.
1: I don't know. I think watching this now you you can you can see how this didn't really make it with general audiences, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I think if this were a new movie now, it wouldn't do well. I don't know that it was I mean, it was ahead of its time, but also I think it was a movie basically that that had to be discovered yeah on home video you know because it's just you know we always kind of talk about at times like our parents with some of these movies and like this is a movie like my parents would not be into at all
0: you know yeah it's a pace thing Mm-hmm. I like working. It. We work together to keep it that way. mm mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. There's like a 50s or 60s car in there. Hmm.
0: This is so ahead of his time. It's so cyberpunk. Right? I'm not misusing that term. This is.
2: No. mm
0: that is intense Mm -hmm. I uh I love how casually he's just gonna kind of like mow him he's got the two fingers he's just gonna he's just about to stick them right through his eyes yeah Rachel blows his head off.
1: What did he say? Gets the shakes.
0: That makes me think of um, Saving Private Ryan near the end, there where Tom Hanks, you know, keeps catching his hands shaking.
1: Mm-hmm. And check that shirt out.
0: Wild. Just a little computer screen going in the background for no reason. Mm -hmm. That beats the crap out of him. Hmm. yeah her eyes almost glow golden don't they yeah so police chief said he's supposed to kill her too because she's a runaway replicant now that she's saved his life he said I owe you one so I wouldn't do that But
1: somebody would. Mm-hmm. now i don't really know exactly you may know more about this i don't know what the differences are between the different cuts other than i know the theatrical release has a voiceover
0: yes uh, ending.
1: and a different ending okay but well, it has a
0: voiceover be- thing is the same but there's this sort of Postscript, where he and she get away together right they're driving away through the the hills and you're like where is this why does everybody live in nightmare city if there's like the coast of northern california out there somewhere some of that
1: footage i just read this the other day is um footage they shot for the opening of the shining you know when it's going through the mountains and that ridley scott used some of that some of that was unused for whatever reason, um. But they, Ridley Scott did not want it. But I guess after test screenings, they thought the audience would be confused, and then they, the studio made them do a voiceover with Harrison Ford. But that's on the theatrical cut, which this does not have.
0: she's taking down that crazy updo
1: and she looks completely different
2: mm-hmm
0: I always thought it was kind of funny. She takes her hair down. And somehow she's sort of got a perm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good point. So Sean Young was twenty three. Really? Yeah, when they made
0: this. Wow. She seems older than that to me.
2: Yeah.
1: Harrison Ford was forty. It's interesting, you know, that for a, such a giant star, his his career didn't really get rolling until he was, you know, well into his
0: thirties. That's true. Yep. I love those giant billboards, the ads that are the entire side of the building. Yeah. And then Chris putting on this kind of airbrush raccoon eye makeup.
1: Almost like war paint or something. Mm-hmm.
0: He seems bored much of the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's asleep? He's yeah. Dead? Ha <laughs> ha so menacing this performance gosh
1: Is there ever is there any explanation as to why Rutger Hauer is kind of like the leader?
0: I think they just say he was a battle commander or something. Um, but I don't think they the four of them talk about why he's the leader.
1: Yeah, because would the replicants have different levels of intelligence?
0: I think so, but. They would have been designed for specific purposes. So if he was okay. a battle commander, you'd think strategy and
1: right. Leon was kind of just like the muscle.
0: Yeah. But they're all. It's isn't the beginning. They're all at least as smart as their engineers. You know. Yeah.
2: I love this. Mm-hmm.
1: Rutger Hauer is so genuinely frightening in this, you know, without oh yeah, doing a whole lot. He's just frightening.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: So scary. It's great design. Oh, yeah.
1: We're back to the Tyrell Corporation pyramid
0: thing. Pyramid, yes. A topless pyramid, like on a dollar. Right with the eye. Mm hmm. (laughs) (laughs) giant four poster bed And so they have insinuated themselves into their maker's inner sanctum.
1: I never really thought about it before, but you have a little bit of a Frankenstein nod here, right? Oh, for sure. (laughs)
2: Oh, <laughs> father.
0: Oh, this is so upsetting. Yeah. Oh, it's just literally crushes his head. <coughs> oh, so horrible.
1: So I thought they had, uh, I guess I misremembered, but I thought that they um, they purposely had a life limit on them as a safeguard,
0: but that's not... No, that is. What it is? It's, so, it, it is. Yeah, well, what he was going through was like, why can't you reverse it? Oh, okay. Well, we have, we've, you know done those experiments to see if that's possible it's not we can't undo the pre-programmed life limit okay
1: i misunderstood i thought it was like they only only could live so long or they they would develop a virus if they tried
0: to that's not how i read it they were it was a safety protocol yeah because like this if this guy
1: but he's just talking about if they tried to reverse it to make them live longer then it creates a virus
0: And he said, we can't. Have a better one. <laughs> 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 why is it four little people do you think i don't know there's other
1: there's little people like wandering around in that neighborhood because they were there when Daryl hanna first showed up
0: that's uh, so you think it, that was jf's uh
1: his toys maybe So is the building being called the Bradbury is that a nod to Ray Bradbury
0: you no know, say
1: this is a great scene here yeah upcoming. One thing about this one, this is not a good uh, date movie. I've I've tried that before and it didn't work. (laughs) Unless you have a very open-minded date.
0: No, I don't. I mean, it's just so immersive and it's like... Yeah. It's not a light mood. It's a dense, Mm -hmm. dark beautiful slow it's a slow burn too i mean it's the pace of this is not the point right Uh, the rapid pace is not the point so it it kind of takes its time this is a long shot of humor Going up the stairs, it's a long. And it's shot. just
1: so great with the, him with the gun out and the light. Gorgeous, yeah. Passing but it, back and forth.
0: My point is that it's the movie is not in a hurry. It takes no stake.
1: And you know that's one thing that they that, that they did keep true to this with twenty forty nine. It's a it's a deliberately paced movie too.
0: Yeah, I really love that as a sequel. Oh man, that's
1: I've that. watched that. I'm not sure how many times, maybe four or five times. And it's a long movie. I was so bummed out that that didn't do better. Yeah. Because they were going to make more. Although I think they're still talking about some kind of a series. And they made that animated show that I never watched the whole thing of.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I watched the first episode, but I haven't gone back to it. I thought they got the style right, but it was mm-hmm. a little strange, not having any connection to any of the characters.
1: They've made comics too, and I forget who. I don't know if it's Dark Horse did the comics, or but they're really good.
0: Well, I love that she's just sitting right in the middle of the room Mm
1: -hmm. under a veil yeah so she just looks like she's the rest of these toys
0: Uh (laughs) i love chris
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Way <laughs> that would hurt. Fingers in hurt the a nose. Lot.
0: Oh, and then she mm. did flop. Yeah. Oh, so intense, man.
1: Yeah, it's a great scene.
2: Uh Uh-oh.
0: Right through the wall. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I forgot this. Oh. Oh. Breaking his fingers.
1: Yeah, I forgot all about this.
0: uh-huh yeah so great He's got the white grease paint and then her blood on his lips mm-hmm. uh-huh. and he howls oh oh so great
1: the character of Roy never really gets brought up as one of the great villains in cinema but he is you know
0: yeah it's a terrific performance it is Frankenstein yeah Uh so this has got to be a Christ reference really, right? Mhm. Oh
2: he's so scary yeah
1: i know this final scene on the outside of the building really freaked me out as a kid
2: yeah (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah. Whoop. Yes, and just like that. Oh, those fingers, those manky fingers. (laughs) This, his hand coming up over. I remember this too.
1: production design in this was just so brilliant i agree
0: quite agree we haven't done a ton of talking on this i mean maybe maybe what we do is we just trim out some of the silences i'm afraid if people don't sync this up with their movie it's just gonna be a lot of i was watching. just sitting here
1: watching yeah we were just so uh i think en- enamored with into the, it yeah it it's been a while since I've seen it. I always wonder, you know, we've seen this kind of thing so many times in movies where somebody's hanging off of a ledge or whatever. Yeah. But if you were in that situation, would you be able to hold on? You know,
0: oh, I don't think, I mean, well, if you're really motivated,
1: or just life, obviously life or death, but maybe you could do it, you know, the or looks. whatever.
0: hanging on for dear life. It's harder than it looks. Oh yeah. Suddenly, he's just got a dove out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Makes it look easy.
2: Oh, he has that nail.
1: TDK, is TDK around anymore?
0: I don't know. And the white dove that he was just casually holding takes off. Just a very subtle symbol. Right. But it works. Except I do wonder, where did you get the dove? Yeah. You just grab it. Like, oh, look, a a white dove. This will look cool when I die and it flies out of my hand. (laughs) Right. That Roy had a flair for the theatrical. So then you say, why did he save him? Did he recognize that he was a replicant?
1: Yeah that's the big question that we have to get to at the at the end. That's something to think about, too. If you're human and you fall in love with a replicant, and you know, she how long is it they live? Four years?
0: Well, years? I don't know that he programmed all of them that way. Oh. He programmed the dangerous ones that way.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because they were so dangerous.
1: So some of them can live longer
0: than Yeah, it doesn't go into detail on it, but I mean, I think as we discover in one of the versions, I don't honestly remember if it's in this version or not, but, uh, but she has an open ended life, you know, and what we learned, spoiler alert, what we learned from the second film is that these two were actually able to procreate, right? which most replicants can't.
2: alive Hmm.
0: hmm. A unicorn.
2: How could he?
0: So that ends here. Mhm. The theatrical release has them sort of driving away into the sunset. Almost. Right.
1: Now we know with the, the I mean the with the new movie so it definitely spells out that he was a replicant, right? But we you know with just this movie existing that was the debate that people always had that's right for you know 40 years or whatever was whether he was a replicant or not now with this version what what tips off that he's that he's a replicant is that the edward james almost is origami
0: just in the same way that he is able to tell her her memories and dreams
2: Mm -hmm.
0: he has a dream of the unicorn and edward james almost leaves him an origami unicorn coincidence perhaps coincidence perhaps but earlier he does the little matchstick man right Mm -hmm. i just think it's uh i think it's pretty clear to me that the implication is that he is he is another example of a replicant that doesn't know he's a replicant. Right. And I even think I remember an interview with Harrison Ford and Ridley Scott where Harrison Ford said you know they said what do you what do you guys think and he said Deckard is is he's 100% not a replicant. Mhm. Uh, Ridley Scott said he's 100% a replicant Mm -hmm. but the two men disagreed and Ridley Scott was like you know that's that's fine Deckard doesn't believe himself to be a replicant and I as director believe him to be a replicant but you know the the artwork sustains that you know it's Mm -hmm. fine Deckard believes himself not to be I wanted to leave that open to the viewer.
1: Right. And I wonder what the point of him not knowing that he's a replicant would be. Would that be...
0: I think it underlines the question. So okay. he
1: wouldn't want to kill his own kind? Well... Or he wouldn't want to kill his own kind?
0: Oh, probably yes, in the, in the movie. But I think uh, in terms of the story... It underlines this idea that, you know, if other people don't know you're not human and you don't realize you're not human, then Mm -hmm. sort of the Turing test It's like, if other people don't see you as synthetic, they believe you're human, then you're human.
1: Yeah. I think it's interesting where she asks if he ever did the test on
0: himself. Exactly. Uh, she doesn't get an answer to that yeah you kind of wonder why
1: he wouldn't have done of course if it's just like well why would I do the test on myself I know I'm right right but yeah it's I mean like I say we're not breaking any new ground by saying it's a great movie and you know you gotta I mean Ridley Scott has to rank really highly up there in terms of the greatest science fiction directors you know because he did this He did the original Alien. He did Prometheus, which, you know, both of us like, even though it, you know, it has its detractors, but I think Prometheus is really great. Um, Alien Covenant wasn't too good, but I I think there was a lot of, of interference with that one. Yeah. I think they, the plan was to continue that story from Prometheus and... People were kind of disappointed that it wasn't a just straight ahead alien movie. Right. And so they tried to work more alien stuff into it, I think. And I, I've always been sort of disappointed that we didn't really get the the true sequel to Prometheus that that I think we should have. But I, I think they got kind of cold feet and thought that, you know, had to try to please that they were trying to please the audience. And
0: well, it's a big I think t- it was a bad you know, idea. Another you know, big tent pole Right.
1: But, yeah, I mean, you know, so he's done some of the greatest sci-fi films ever. And, yeah, I mean, it had been several years since I'd seen this one. But going back and, like, I mean, the effects are just flawless. Oh, it's so great.
0: It's so great.
1: But, you know, it's a movie with very little action. You know, it's really a character, character-driven character science fiction movie.
0: Yeah, it has explosive bursts of action. Right not what we think of as now like a car chase or extended action sequences
1: yeah exactly
0: i find that the action and the violence is very jarring oh yeah yeah it's still i mean it
1: you know our our age now it's still some of those scenes make you flinch yeah Great. great that was our 150th episode
0: crazy doing it this late at night is hard for me i'm tired i gotta yeah me too wow it's almost midnight
1: yeah where we are it is almost midnight so
0: so on a sleepy but happy note um let us bid you good night chris and chris talk movies at gmail.com that's our handle we're on the socials like and subscribe baby email us at chris and chris talk movies at gmail yep that cam.com. All righty. Well, have a good night, my friend, and I will talk you to too. you. All right. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye bye.